Take charge of your thoughts. Take charge of your life. Psychologist, author, speaker, musician, former professor, and the host of Love and Life, Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. Welcome to Love and Life. I'm Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. Sometimes, if we've been single for a while, or a lot longer than a while, we begin to doubt ourselves. We wonder why love seems so hard to find. Are we doing something wrong? Is there a particular quality we're missing? What are men looking for anyway? Well, here's the good news. You have exactly what a partner is looking for. I promise. And it's not just my opinion. It's what science says. Throughout this episode, I'll be referring to research by psychologist David Buss. I came across his work in my PhD program and then again in Dr. Duana Welch's book, Love Factually. You remember Dr. Welch from episodes 92, 102, and 123. In episode 92, we talked about the science of dating because there is science. There's research that helps inform us so that we can elevate our dating practice so that we can minimize our risk of heartbreak and maximize the possibility for finding our person. In episode 102, Dr. Welch talked about attachment styles when dating, knowing and understanding our own attachment style and how we can still date smarter, not harder, even if we believe we have an avoidant or anxious attachment style. You loved that episode, so I will definitely be talking more about attachment styles when dating in future episodes. In episode 123, Dr. Welch was back to talk about recovering from heartbreak and divorce, using strategies, again, grounded in science. And in episode 124, Dr. Welch answered your questions about how to date as what she calls high-status women. Again, this is all grounded in the research. High-status isn't about being snobby or thinking we're too good for somebody or too picky. It's none of that. It's about presenting yourself, knowing who you are and your value and your worth, presenting yourself on the dating scene from that energy, which allows men then to chase and pursue you because They recognize that you have what they want, which gets me back to today's topic. What do men want? What do women want? What do we desire in partnership? Again, there's research to substantiate what I'm going to share with you today. So as always, our love and life conversations are rooted in the science and today's conversation is no exception. What do men really want? We'll look to the science for the answer right after this. So as I noted, the great news is that you have exactly what a partner is looking for. And you may say, no, that's not true, Karen, because I'm still single and because I've been on the dating scene a lot longer than I ever wanted to be and because I can't seem to get it right in a relationship. So there's got to be something I'm doing wrong. And I get that. And you know, I wrote a book about that because I had to take issue with all the comments I used to hear about why I was still single much longer than I wanted to be. And people had all kinds of suggestions and recommendations. And we cover that, like I said, in my book and in a lot of other episodes. So I get it that you might be a bit skeptical when I assure you that you have exactly what a partner wants, what your person wants. And you may not have met him yet. 
and it can get so demoralizing and so disheartening. That's why I want to share this information with you because I want to help boost your confidence and remind yourself that you have absolutely everything you need for healthy, loving, fulfilling partnership. You do, and the science supports this. So let's jump in right now. As I noted, these qualities are from the work of David M. Buss. He's a psychologist out of the University of Texas. His work looks globally. He doesn't just examine Americans or those in the West. He looks at all cultures when he makes predictions and tests theories about how men and women behave. So when we're looking at his studies, we know that we're not just talking about a small sample here or there. We're talking about global qualities and ways that men and women approach and behave in relationships. In the study that we're looking at today, Dr. Buss and his colleagues looked at 37 different cultures and countries and asked both men and women what they value and look for in a prospective husband or wife. And it was fascinating to note that both men and women want the same things. These qualities were rated as extremely important and in the same rank order with both men and women when looking for a spouse. Number one, what do men and women want? A partner who is loving. You're loving. I know you're loving. We're all loving. We have the capacity to love deeply and intensely. And there's not one person in my community that I've ever encountered who hasn't had so much love in her heart to give. So right there, what do men want? They want a loving, caring partner. And you are that. Even if you've been hurt and you have a wall up, we can work on beginning to dismantle the part of us that has perhaps built up that tough exterior because we're scared to love again. We can work at that because deep down, I know you're loving and you have that to give a partner and you long to give it to a partner. And yes, lovingness is nuanced. Some people like verbal affirmations of how much they are loved. Others prefer acts of service. Of course, you can tell I'm referring to the work of Dr. Gary Chapman and the five love languages. And if you'd like to understand that in more depth, head over way back to episode five of Love and Life, where we look at understanding and enhancing the love in your life. And I go through the five love languages. And it's important to know as you're on the dating scene so that you can be looking for someone who likes to give love the way that you like to receive it and vice versa. Or if that's not their natural proclivity, you can be mindful of finding someone who is willing to work with you. These five love languages, when I first encountered them, I thought they were so basic that they wouldn't be that powerful. But in conversations with people, friends, family, and those in my community, I have come to understand that they are profound. I have a friend who basically says it saved her marriage to finally understand that though she and her husband loved each other deeply, they were missing each other because they weren't able to communicate and express that love in the ways in which the other wanted to receive that love. So as I noted, episode five goes into more depth on love languages and how to best express and communicate lovingness. But isn't it great to know that the number one quality that we're all looking for is someone who is loving. And isn't it fantastic to realize that you have exactly what 
a guy wants, exactly what a partner is looking for, because you are full of love and therefore fully capable of bringing to partnership what your person wants most. Have you heard? You can now listen to my book, Single is the New Black. Don't wear white till it's right. As you know, I wrote the book I wish had been available to me when I was single. So obviously, it's not about how to snag a man. Rather, it's all about how to stay strong amidst single shaming and remain true to yourself and never settle for anything less than an extraordinary relationship. Find it on Audible or iTunes. And for a free sample, check out Chapter 11 of Single is the New Black in Episode 145 of Love and Life. The second quality Dr. Buss talks about in his study on what men and women want in a partner is loyalty. Once again, you have exactly what your person is looking for because you are loyal. And if you haven't been loyal in the past, you may say, well, I had a tendency to stray or I definitely have to admit I have cheated in the past. That's in the past. That's done. It doesn't have to predict your future. You decide if you're going to be loyal and faithful and committed. And my guess is so often when we haven't been faithful or committed in the past, it's because we were trying to work out some woundedness that we'd experienced. We weren't fully in touch with our sense of self. We weren't fully confident in ourselves. We were looking to have affirmation externally outside of ourselves Or we were in a relationship that wasn't good for us and we didn't feel safe and secure in the relationship. So again, we looked outside the relationship to find that feeling of security. I'm not excusing it. I'm not saying that it was a good thing. I think if we have a history of being a cheat or if we have a history of being unfaithful, that's something we need to address and work on the reasons why we did. So again, I'm not excusing. I'm just explaining what might have been going on to assure you that if you decide that you want to be a loyal partner, you absolutely can. You have it within you. It's completely possible despite your history and despite your past. Now, will it take some therapy? Will it take some consultations? Will it take some group work? Will it take some self-help books? Absolutely. That's very possible. But I think it's so encouraging when I came across Dr. Buss's research to realize that we have what it takes. We don't have to feel that sense of, why does it never work out for me? I must be missing some quality or some, some characteristic that is what everyone else has and that's why they're happily coupled up. No, we have what it takes because if you can be a loyal friend, if you can be a loyal family member, the loyalty that you are able to express and demonstrate in other relationships absolutely generalizes to romantic relationships. So again, if you've had problems being faithful in the past, let's take a look at it, unpack it, figure out what deficit you felt within yourself, independently, individually, or in the relationships, and then recognize that if you were looking for partners who weren't able to bring to your relationship that sense of security, then examine it, process it, 
move through it and remind yourself that tomorrow is a new day and your next relationship does not have to repeat the patterns of the past. You absolutely are capable of loyalty. And I love that number two in our list is, again, something that we possess. And if we don't possess, we can work on and move forward to a relationship that is grounded in security, safety, commitment, fidelity, and loyalty. If you're looking for some in-depth support, head over to my website, loveandlifemedia.com and click on the work with me tab to schedule a consultation. Consultations will help you clarify underlying emotional and psychological concerns. We'll target limiting beliefs and thought patterns. We'll learn empowering techniques from cognitive therapy to sustainably elevate your mindset and mood. We'll identify relationship dynamics which are impeding your goals and we'll together generate a concrete plan for moving forward to help you thrive in love and life. Schedule your consultation today at loveandlifemedia.com. I'd love to work with you. Number three, kindness. Yeah, kindness. It seems almost too simple. Or you might think, well, everyone's kind, but No, not everyone is kind. Kindness takes a lot of self-discipline. Kindness considers the other person's feelings, so it demonstrates empathy. Kindness demonstrates sensitivity. Kindness demonstrates a heart that is warm and generous and willing to look for the positive, willing to not fly off the handle for every little situation that comes about or every little grievance or every time that one's feelings are hurt. Kindness takes a lot of maturity. And we talked about that in episode 104, looking at the top five traits to look for in a partner. And they were based on Dr. Stephen Marmer's model of maturity. Emotional maturity, psychological maturity is so important when we're trying to do life together. We need a partner who responds to situations as opposed to reacts to situations. What's the difference? Responding is thoughtful. It is processing. It's taking context into consideration. It's allowing perspective to inform our response, how we're going to manage the crisis or the problem at hand. When one reacts, they're not being thoughtful. They're triggered. They act out. They behave without thought. They say things without consideration. This is a very hard person to be in partnership with, reacting to everything without processing and being mindful and thoughtful of their responses. And kind people don't do this. Kind people respond. Kind people think. Kind people take a deep breath before making decisions and choices in behaviors and words that they say. And once again, the good news is you're kind. And kindness is something that men want and women want and people looking for their person want. You've got exactly what they want. If you have just a few seconds to help me out, I would so appreciate it. You can do so by heading over to Apple Podcasts, giving us a five-star rating and a few sentences of review that helps others find the program and join the Love and Life family. 
And Dr. Buss's research found that the fourth quality we are looking for in a spouse, again, 37 different cultures were surveyed, men and women ranked these qualities in the same order. And number four is intelligence, which makes sense. Life is full of problems. You know, I'm an eternal optimist, but life is full of challenges. Every day we're faced with obstacles to overcome. And when we partner up, we're hoping to have some support as we face these challenges and try to hop over these hurdles. So a smart person who's intellectually curious, someone who is capable of looking at what's ahead and solving the problem, finding solutions together, a smart person is going to be interested in that and willing to partner up and to put two heads together to circumvent or to cross over or climb up whatever mountain, hurdle, challenge is in the path in front of us. We need someone who's smart. Now, if you're feeling like, okay, I didn't do all that well in school, it doesn't matter. Think about it. There's so many people who never finished any kind of education, but they have that street smart or they have common sense, practical, pragmatic smarts. And we all know plenty of people who have plenty of degrees and have a hard time getting through the day because they just don't have that ability to apply their head knowledge to the realities of day-to-day living. So again, this is not about what your ACT or SAT scores were. This is about whether you are able to be, like I said, intellectually curious and use those skills, applying them to life's challenges and your partnership challenges, those that you will face as a couple. And certainly values come into play here for sure. Some of us value education and we see that as a a reflection of someone's intellect and their intelligence. And other people will say, you know, I was 18 and I went to work and I started making a difference in the world. I didn't waste all those years in college and beyond. Either which way, values, of course, whether we value education as a a reflection of someone's intellect or whether we value that more practical, hands-on approach to demonstrating someone's intellect. So yeah, we want to consider that. We certainly want to be aligned with those values. What is the way we believe we should express and demonstrate and share our intelligence with the world? So that's, of course, relevant here because we want to be in partnership with someone with whom we align on core values, as we talk about a lot on this program. And we know that happy couples, successful marriages, the partners see each other as equals and they respect and honor one another in a variety of realms, but certainly in the realm of intellect and intelligence. So we want to make sure that our values are aligned when it comes to intelligence. So once again, the good news is, according to science, you have exactly what your person is looking for. You're smart, you know it, and men want it. The love and life hack for this week is, science says you've got exactly what your person is looking for. Thank you as always for sharing a part of your day with me. I hope you feel encouraged and edified. For more on the science of dating, head over to my website, loveandlifemedia.com to grab my free empowered dating playbook. 
Also, if you have a question for me, there's an Ask a Question page where you can record an audio file of your question and I'll answer it anonymously, of course, in an upcoming episode of Love and Life. I'll be rolling out another Q&A episode very soon and I have room for one more question. So if I can help you with a dilemma, head over to my website today. Take charge of your thoughts. Take charge of your life. This is Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. Thanks again for joining me. And until next time, make it a great week. Love and Life is produced by Tim May and hosts and executive producer, Dr. Karen Anderson-Abril.